Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan, and yes, I am dressed head to toe in all white. Not because I am pure of heart, not because I am pure soul, not because I'm a virgin. I have plenty of sex. I am dressed head to toe in all white because today is the greatest day in Philadelphia history. It is the day that dinner in Blanc is today. Uh, we might mess around and 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 scoop the location. I don't know. Um, tonight, I'll be down there as an uncredentialed media reporter doing shoe leather, shoe whatever journalism that Kevin Kincaid calls it. But first, I want to bring in Bob Wankel and I want to bring in Robert Coggin Toboggan Linehan. Some would say the. Uh, well, what's the, I don't know, what's the anti, uh, who, who hates the French? I guess you're like the German chancellor of Dinner and Blanc? Yeah, we can go with that. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have my uh, top hat on. Uh, I, I missed the, 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 the formal uh, dress code sorry. You know, that must have gone out. But this, this is how much I hate Diner en Blanc. I am having massive internet problems. And I, you told me to come on. Yeah. And I got in my car and I'm literally sitting in my brother's basement right now to talk diner on Blanc and how much it sucks. So Kyle, am I saying it wrong? Is it diner and Blanc? Is it? I I always say diner. I always say diner because I'm a stupid American and I have not uh, found out the correct way to uh, pronounce this idiotic event see i just think you're just not cultured enough i mean the french have given us amazing things the liberty bell democracy uh mbappe uh the french fry um freedom fries freedom fries uh, do you feel like maybe you're a little bit too hard on dinner and blanc i saw i i saw there was the, the philly pr girl i don't know if you saw this cog someone seemed like they, they went after you saying hey why does the philadelphia sports blog hate dinner and blanc so much Am I, do I feel like I'm being overly critical of it? Um, No. Uh, Thousands of, I mean, thousands of people do attend it. It's sold out for 10 years in a row. Uh, But that does not stop it from just being the most idiotic social event in this entire city. Yes, Bob, you want to say? I'd like like to chime in here. I was uh, reading up on this, this lovely event on their website. And uh, it says there are no disruptions no car traffic, no pedestrian traffic, only amazed and astonished looks from passerbys observing the scene before them. And participants like spectators wonder whether it's all not a dream. Ooh. I ask you, I ask you, what exactly, where, where did your hatred for this event uh, spring from? Because uh, I actually know some friends in the past that have done it. Uh, and I've always from afar look, thought it was maybe the dumbest thing that the city does. Um, there's a lot of dumb things that the city does. So I'm with you, but I don't have that, that deep hatred in my heart the way that you seem to. So where was this all? Where did this all start, man? Well, I mean, honestly, come on. It, it's just an excuse. Uh, I, for the past three years, it's been an excuse to just like write like childish jokes about something that people seem to really enjoy in the city. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's just like it was it, I always thought it was just like this event where like people went and they dressed up and they had dinner and like the proceeds like went to some charity or like organization in the city. Like it would, you know, support like education or something in the city. And then kind of when I found out that it supports nothing, that just all the money goes to what exactly? Nothing. It goes, dinner, to, it goes it, back to them, right? It goes to diner, dinner, diner, whatever on Blanc. And that's when it's just like, all right, like this is the dumbest thing. And like I've seen people like equate it to like, oh, you're you you're fine with like spending like fifty five bucks to go to a Phillies game. Well, it's like, all right, but like it's still it's still an event that I'm like going to where there's gonna be like an outcome. Like and the Phillies aren't making me bring my own seat to the ballpark no. either. Yeah. And yeah. it's like it, look, if it was all for a charity or like I said, if the funds went somewhere to benefit the city, even like, Hey, we're going to do like 25% of ticket sales to support Philadelphia education. Like, great. I I wouldn't have any problem with it, but if it's just some event where like thousands of people dress up in white and eat their own food on like a blacktop parking lot, like, no, thank you. I I mean, I don't know. Counterpoint. Am I I wrong? If the money went to 
Philadelphia schools, they just find a way to burn that and ruin that too. So maybe dinner and Blanc is, is getting in front of something. It's, it's, you know, it's all the, uh, it, it would be the, the, uh, the intent. They'd at least try to be doing something instead of it just being like a big party where you go and dress in white and eat your own food. I don't know. I mean, am I, am I, I mean, look, you look dapper in your, Thank in you. your all white outfit. I'm sure you're going to have, you're going to have one, like Bob said, you're going to go there tonight. You're going to wonder if it's all just this marvelous dream where people are waving white handkerchiefs and waving their sparklers around. It, it's just not for me. And judging from a lot of the feedback from people in the city, it's not for a lot of people. This, this comes as a surprise based on your current attire and background. You, you don't strike me as the, the target audience for this event. I, I am I, I am reporting from like a bunker right now, <laughs> which is interesting. He's reporting from underneath Dinner and Blanc right now. That's right. It's like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm from the, uh, the secret location. I found out where it is. And I'm going to pop up in the middle of it and start like throwing <laughs> flashbangs around. You'll be like Marilyn out. Monroe coming out of the cake for JFK. You're coming out of the fountain. Where is the fountain? I don't know. I know the location, though. And we might we might disclose that at a certain time in this broadcast. So stick around. Um, hey, listen, let's go to the phones guys back. Um, hey, hey, man, the uh, the vaunted Eagle source. Uh, certainly. Yeah, uh, they had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a mix up with the Zach Wilson injury over the weekend. That was an embarrassment. It was a bit of a black eye. But uh, they really came through with the Deshaun Watson suspension, man. Had it before Pro Football Network. Had it before all these other big guys. So that's, that's confirmed right now. So everyone confirmed it. Yeah, it's been confirmed that it is 11 years or 11 years. 11 games. <laughs> five. So did Mike, will Mike Garofalo give you the right credit, you think? Absolutely. There's, <laughs> there's no chance we get any credit for it, but that's fine. Everyone knows. Everyone knows where it came from. Everyone knows who had it first. And that's all that matters. Do you feel like the public perception is back in the let's go to the phones? We've got Diner on Blanc tonight uh, to, uh, you know, we don't want to uh, distract from all the fun we're going to have at Diner on Blanc by being petty and asking for uh, 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 um, uh, donations. Yeah, well, asking for uh, credit for having it first. So. Any, got, any, shot uh, that the, any shot that the crew goes down there and does a live podcast tonight? Uh, we know I didn't get my tickets this year, Bob. It seemed to uh, kind of slip my mind. Uh, maybe we'll uh, be on the out. We'll be right on the boundary. We'll we'll set up our own like picnic table on the boundary of uh, wherever the hell this thing's going to be, and we'll do a loud podcast. There's no chance, Coggin, and the let's go to the phones guys are paying five dollars to travel over the bridge to come to Philadelphia, let alone dinner and Blanc. Hey, I love Philly. Come on, lived in Philly for years. I have no problem getting on that, uh, getting on that uh, train and getting over there. But it's oh, not going to be for China. Not even, not even a bridge. You'll, you'll take the Paco. I will take the Paco. Come on, get in my my finest uh, white fineries, and I'll be there with bells on. I promise you, nobody going to dinner in Blanc will be taking the subway, or they were taking the Paco or the Market Frankfurt line to get to dinner in Blanc. So you know what? You aren't the target audience. That's true. I, I am more of a man of the people, honestly. Uh, I've got no problems getting my hands dirty on Paco, mixing it up with the uh, the every man that gets into Philly that way. But Listen, how man, we can we can meet up like South Jersey guys? Let's meet over at Westmont. I'll yeah. like Woodbridge wine. We'll just slug it, get on Paco, and go have fun, man. That's right. We'll stop over at Brewers first or whatever. Yeah, call Brewers, now. Yeah. Get a beer. Yeah. Pat's Pub back in my day. Yeah. Bob, we'll, how much would they? Bob, how much would they have to pay you to go to dinner and Blanc at this at this time of your life? I mean, listen, uh, the biggest obstacle is having a child. So, like, you can't burn a babysitter for something you don't really want to do. Mm. Pre-child, nice night. It might be it might be a good story if you said, "Listen, I have a seat. I'll bring your seat for you. Maybe I'll go over and check it out." Bob, but, you're I, I've seen you sweat before in very very high temperatures. There's no chance you're getting through a dinner and Blanc without a little bit of swamp ass. Yeah, it would be it would be a bad scene. White, I mean, that's the thing that I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, Cog, anything you want me to uh, ask the good people tonight before you go? 
just have fun, man. Just remember, it's a, it's a marvelous evening. Uh, it's going to be uh, everything beyond your wildest dreams. It's going to be uh, one of the top my, nights of your life, Kyle. So have fun out there. Thanks, man. I I will. I'll be fr- I'll be reporting from the uh, from the outskirts where they don't let the uh, the pores in, and Fair I'll enough. be I'll be out there with the homeless people that kicked out of the uh, the the square that they're hosting it in tonight. Ooh, a little hint there. Hint, hint. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's Robert Coggin. Toboggan, Linehan, we appreciate you calling from the underground dinner and Blanc uh, bunker. Uh, have a good rest of the day. Maybe we'll That's see right. you. Co- Coggin signing off from uh, three miles below the Earth's crust. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you guys. God forbid anything happens at dinner and Blanc tonight. Anything bad? I mean, there, there's. Yeah, there's sure. the number one suspect yeah, right there. Target. Everyone's going right to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob. I appreciate you you holding on while yeah. you uh, we were we were talking dinner and Blanc. Um, obviously, it's going to be tough to have a, a serious conversation with you, but I'm going to do the best because God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Um, yeah. sure. The Phillies coming up against the Mets this week. I, I kind of just want to ask you, like, you know, they, they hit in Cincinnati, then they lose one nothing yesterday. Uh, they they lose two out of three against the Mets, but I mean they they pitched their two aces, one win over Max Scherzer. The bats went cold. Uh, they've been shut out four of seven, uh, but the pitching is pretty good. What the hell is this team's identity? I think it's a, a team that is uh, trying to stay afloat right now. I, I think that's really the biggest thing. Um, I feel like I've thrown around the phrase "treading water" now since Bryce Harper went down, and they've done more than that to their credit. I mean they've been really good. Uh, 13 games over 500. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you look at this last week and it's been it's been a mixed bag. I mean, losing two out of three in New York to the Mets without Bryce Harper and without Kyle Schwarber, uh, I don't think is really the end of the world. Going out and getting beat by Jacob deGrom uh, on Saturday night, you know, listen, that, it's going to happen. I mean, and I don't think that there's really too much that you can say and, and say, oh, you got to slam the panic button. It's over. It's over. The, the loss on Sunday was a little bit disappointing. And I thought they did well to come out and get the first two in Cincinnati, but to then be shut out again yesterday against a young pitcher who has been up and down this season. He's, he's got some upside, but he's not a great pitcher. He's not in that, you know, an elite class by any stretch of the imagination. So to be shut out four times in seven games is, is tough. And I think that what is happening in the city right now is that people are looking at this team and saying, I see the standings. I know they feel a little bit different. They've been a more resilient team than in years past, but, are they really that good? And I think that a lot of people are just waiting for that, that other shoe to drop. And I do think that there's something to be said this weekend. You know, the Mets have just wiped the floor with the Phillies this year. I believe that they're 11 and four against the Phillies so far through 15 games. I'm not saying the Phillies have to win the series, sweep the series, but you're not getting Scherzer. You're not getting the Grom. You have the, the rain, the rain, might be some rain today. We're checking the forecast. Now that would shuffle things around a little bit. So that maybe pushes DeGrom into the opener against the Phillies. So we'll see what happens. But it's an opportunity to, to kind of rebound and say, we can play with these guys. And so I think now, given the situation of what's happened so far this season, now you're at home, you should have Schwarber back in the lineup this weekend. I think they have to split. I, have to, I think that they have to at least show that we can play with this team. Uh, and they've been good against some of the more elite teams in the National League this year. They've held up against the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Cardinals, but like it, the, the Padres. But they have to at some point show that they can at least run with this team. People were not happy with you yesterday about uh, you were mad at the Cincinnati Reds loss, which I think is fair. One nothing to the Cincinnati Reds. You know, I, I was I was talking to a buddy, and it was kind of like uh, the Pedro Serrano uh, thing from Major League. Like bats are sick right now. <laughs> like bats love the straight ball bats see curveball bats get sick um you were mad at, 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 at or disappointed let's say i'm not mad i'm di- bob's disappointed yes. yeah so what'd you think about that because you because you were on the other side of last week where you're like hey listen they took one of three from them and they faced two of their best pitchers uh you you hoped it was sunday but it turned out to be friday what do you feel how do you feel how, take a temperature check on the uh on the phillies fans yeah, I mean, listen, I, I kind of thought it was interesting that there was some pushback on that. I, I called the loss ridiculous, and I thought it was a ridiculous loss. You know, you come out the night before, you have 18 hits, you put 11 runs or whatever it was on the board. That's all fine and well. And then you can't scrape together one run yesterday. And I mean, like, that that's where you go, 
you have a pitcher that goes seven shutout innings. He's been fantastic. You have to find a way to to claw across one run there. You know, I can I can go for it against guys like Scherzer, Degrom, Alcantara. I can't go for it against you know a, essentially a rookie left-hander um, who, like I said, has been up and down. I just think you have to find a way to win that game. And it sort of felt to me like, all right, we got two. We don't really need this one. I don't think that they were locked in. I think if you look at a lot of those at-bats on like a micro level, I thought a lot of those at-bats were pretty careless. I thought the approach was sloppy. I thought they just gave away at-bats yesterday, waiting for someone to just pop one or two in that stadium. And it never happened, and they end up losing a game that they probably should have won. Worst job. Watching the Phillies as a beat reporter right now or – having to clip 30 seconds of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and putting it on your social media. Listen, I cannot believe the Seahawks did that. That is absolutely worthy of criticism. To answer your question, I think being the the Seahawks social media person right now is is probably one of the the worst jobs in sports, I have to imagine. I mean, look at this. I think he had, what, 16 catches in his career with the so, Eagles? So I, I wrote this. In this, so this is funny. Um, if, if you don't mind, uh, Dave, can we go back to the first catch and we'll break it down and I'm going to take Bob down memory lane, okay? Um, so the first catch, Steelers, October 11th, 2020. Uh, this one was hauled in for 37 yards from Carson Wentz, but really we only remember this game because Chase Claypool burned the shit out of Nate Gary on the game-winning touchdown and Jay Jaws catch. Catch number two, Seahawks, 11-24-2019. Guess how many targets uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside had during this game? If I remember correctly, like everybody on the Eagles was hurt during this game. Uh, so- At least so. There were a ton of injuries. I'm going to say because we're criticizing him that he probably had like eight targets. He had five targets. That's still too many targets. <laughs> five targets. And this one was a 30-yarder from Wentz that led to a Zach Ertz touchdown. This was one of the 17-9 and nine, uh, games. They had two against the Seahawks that year. Carson Wentz, you'll love this. 45 attempts, 256 yards, one TD, one interception. What a fucking stat line from the, from the ginger. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so story here, my first year covering the Phillies, uh, one of the first games I was down at the stadium and it was the year the Eagles drafted, uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside. And so I was doing a lot of like general blogging for the site too. And I'm in the press box when they draft him and everyone's like, Oh, big target out of Stanford, yeah. big body's going to replace catch radius, right? Like big catch radius, physical target. And I remember kind of writing like it, presumably is a good move without uh, without Sean Jeffrey slowing down, showing signs of aging. He, he was like 28 at the time, but you know, he couldn't run anymore. So I was like, this makes a ton of sense. That may be for my money, the, the worst, yes, the worst Eagles draft pick of the last 15 years. Oh man. Danny Watkins was really bad. Yeah, I know. And I know he's a first rounder, but I, I think that at least with Danny Watkins, everyone just understood, wow, we we couldn't – he could not play rather than do this like three-plus-year dance with, with a receiver that is best known for his blocking skills on the perimeter. Marcus Smart was really – was it Marcus uh, Smith? Uh, Mark, yeah, yeah, Louisville. Like he was, what, a third-round projected everyone, everyone pick? Everyone in the uh, NFL had him as a third- or fourth-round pick. Eagles, Eagles grabbed him at – at what in the late first late first yeah i think they traded back in or something or they traded back it was wild yeah. um dave bring up the video again and let's cue it over to catch number three dallas december 22nd 2019 this game most memorable for the eagles uh they had three 17 nine games uh this year two against the seahawks one against the dallas this is the only one they want jj had two catches this one was a 27 yard pitch and catch from wentz on the first play of the game, of the and, game yeah. and then guess what bobby followed it up with a 12 yard catch on the same drive and then was he targeted the rest of the game no. Anytime no. you can go into a anytime you can go into a critical late season battle against the Cowboys, your offensive game plan has to start and stop with JJ Arthega Whiteside. It really is. It really is. Catch number four, Washington, January third, twenty twenty. The Doug Peterson fuck you game to the Giants where they tanked. Jay Jaw played forty percent of snaps. Forty percent of snaps. Of, on the offense, that's when you I mean, I know it was fun watching the Giants in real time be like, oh, my God, they're screwing us. But you could have just seen J. Joel on the field and been like, oh, OK, 
they're screwing us. You know what's amazing about this? There are dozens and dozens of transactions made during training camps around the NFL every day, especially as you get later into camp. J.J. Ortega Whiteside's probably not going to make the Seahawks team. So it's just it makes it makes the fact that they actually dedicated a tweet to his <laughs> career highlights even more ridiculous. Like it just makes no sense that they did this. I saw that he's back playing receiver. Now, yeah, I mean, because yeah. he, you know, because he can't play tight end, and you know why he can't play tight end because he's not a tight end. So, well, if you look at, if you looked at, I saw some uh, interviews. I guess this is the first time I've seen JJ Arthur Whiteside all all training camp. If you looked at him, he still looks as big as he does in 2019 and 2020. If you're going to be a tight end, man, you're blocking defensive ends, you're blocking big dudes, you're chip blocking. Like, is there any possibility? Because you know how Philly fans always do this. They're like, well, now that he's gone, he'll probably be good, you know? Is there any possibility that he goes out there and sort of reinvents himself and becomes a – I wouldn't use the word good, but, like, useful player? No, I w- I'm going to say no. Like, I'm no. a hard no, like, minus, minus 2,000 to win 100 no, but just throwing it out there. I think if Russell Wilson was still there and his ability to, to make uh, – uh, journeyman wide receiver, kind of like Aaron Rodgers, better. Um, I think that's when I'd be scared. But you got to, at the end of the day, he's getting he's getting thrown to by Drew Locke or Geno over Smith. Under, over under JJ Ortega Whiteside catches for the remainder of his career, uh, eight and a half. I go under. I was gonna I was gonna set the line at five and a half, so I'll definitely go under. Um, where are we at? We're at catch number five, New Orleans, November 21st, 2021. The Eagles, this is where they ran the ball down the, the Saints' throats to tune of 242 yards. This was the uh, Jalen Hurts juke game. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, oh, he, had a, well, he had one reception for 23 yards. Um, catch number six, this is my favorite. This is a preseason game, Bob. They put a preseason highlight in the highlight package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see it because I don't remember any uh, primetime Jets games in the yeah. regular season for the last few years. The only one I remember is from last year. This was this was the Jets game where that guy uh, threw a, a James Morgan from the Jets threw a Hail Mary and they just called the game and tied 31 uh, 31. He led the he led the team with 57 yards this day, Jay Jaw. And then uh, this one, this one's a trip down memory lane. This is when I almost um, relinquished my Eagles fanhood. J.J. Arthur Whiteside's first touchdown ever against the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure you remember this game. They were they started out 0-7. I think this was the year that the G, uh, the owner wanted to literally pay Brian Flores $100,000 for every loss that he had. Uh, the they're, they're coming in at 2-8. and eight. The Eagles are 5-6, and six, losing the last two against the Patriots and the Seahawks. J.J. Arthur catches a, a, a touchdown. We lose by like almost like 10 points to the I remember because so many Eagles fans went down to Miami to go to this game. And I was like, this is going to be utter domination. Hammer the line. Dave checking in from behind the scenes. He had Miami touchdown. Uh, that won him $350 for J- well, J.J. Well, I would be curious to know what Dave bet on to to get that. Th- like, did you bet on J.J.? Okay. A he said parlay, he had a parlay. A parlay, including mm-hmm. a J.J. Ortega Whiteside touchdown. You know what I remember about that game? Yeah, Miami was terrible. The Eagles actually came out hot. And it was mm-hmm. like one of those games where you're like – Hey, they're going to win by 30 points. Yeah. How are they going to get their yardage? Who's going to score today? You know those games as a fan where you're just like, man, I really like to see my guy get one today. Yeah. Like It felt like it was just how are they going to distribute the points? They ended up losing that game 37-31. Totally mm-hmm. ridiculous loss late. Totally collapsed. They were up 28-14 in the third quarter. And I mean, they were running Fugazi fucking plays. They had a, they had a, 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 a trick play from the kicker. Throwing it, I think, to a holder or, or something. It was yeah. wild. It looked like um, shades of uh, the Colts when they tried to run that fake punt against the uh, against the Patriots, where McAfee <laughs> just sat behind the uh, the center, and the center was was a snap the ball, and he just got run on. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think that dropped them a couple games under five hundred. It was beginning of December, and it was like, oh, they're they're done. You know, they yeah, got, that was when I thought stopped. it was toast. The fact they that they made stopped. a the fact that they made a, a playoff spot is just how well, bad the NFC East is. At. Carson Wentz was playing Conference USA teams the last four games of the season, and everyone tricked themselves into him thinking that, you know, he was back and that he was an elite player again. So, yeah. So, uh, the Seattle Seahawks package, that was about 40%. Well, I guess roughly, yeah, probably around 40% of, of Jay Jaws catches in his career with one, with one preseason highlight, which is, uh, if you have to do a preseason highlight, um, you know, I think that's kind of, 
kind of the epitome of your career? Listen, I love a good underdog story. I think it's going to be a very, very long year for the Seattle Seahawks. And that brings me great joy because, you know, as a, a professional reporter, I try to keep it straight with the with the MLB, with the Phillies, you know, keep it keep it down the middle. Big J journalist. Objectivity is key. The NFL, like I'm totally unhinged. I hate Seattle. Like I hate that fan base. Like, oh man, we're we're here in Seattle. It's the fish market and oh, oh the 12th, the 12th man. man. Oh, you can the, the earthquakes. Like, who yeah. cares, man? I'm, Chris, I, Chris Pratt always raising the 12th flag or Macklemore. Like, just I like Chris Pratt, but Macklemore. Ugh. It actually it actually puts me in a spot where I think what Broncos Seahawks week one Monday Night Football. If I'm not mistaken, Russell Wilson oh. plays the Seahawks. Believe very early in the year. I'm pretty sure they did that because the longer the year goes on, the the less uh, appealing that game is. And I think I'm in a position where I don't really like Russell Wilson, but I think I'm going to be rooting for the Broncos pretty hard in that game. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. The only the only thoughts I have of the Broncos is Teddy Bridgewater just getting out of the way on that interception last year and letting Darius Slay run run into the house. Um, Bob, do you have anything else before I bring Rush Joy on? I know you had a hard stop at 1230. What did you think of ESP spaghetti? uh, Yeah, I actually thought that that was going to be the main thing we were leading with. That was the story of the day in Philadelphia sports media. How funny is it that 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 was like the story of the day? That that, I would like to say, I think he might have done a radio hit yesterday. He might have done one of his 17 WIP radio hits. uh, I have a quote from Elliot if you'd like it. Yeah, let's, let's get that on the record. Um, so I asked him to come on. He said he was too swamped with, obviously he's, he's got a job. He said yeah. 17 hits with, with WIP. I said, all right, fine. I just need a quote. And he said, I said, why is it an elite move? He said, it's an elite move because food around a hotel is a wild card. The food at the hotel could suck. The options around it could suck. The door dash might take forever. Pasta gives me a dependable, delicious option I have as soon as I get into the hotel room. So I'm guessing he stays around the airport, which if, if, if you've been around an airport in the hotels, the options aren't great. But me as an internal optimist, I always say that I can find anything I would like, healthy or not, on DoorDash. I mean, we live in 2022. We're not in 1980s covering the Eagles. Now, listen, I'm not a huge traveler, but in the off chance that I happen to be in a city that I'm not used to being in, I would want to go out and kind of explore a little bit. So for me... Taking travel pasta, it's probably not the play. It's just it's it's a lot of things to go into. Uh, you, you know, you could put it in your suitcase. You could even put it in your carry on. I'd be worried about stinking up the plane, or I'd be worried about it falling over my laptop or falling over my suit. Maybe you got a bad baggage claim guy. And if you're getting Russ on, you can ask him about this. But if he were bringing prepackaged food to the stadium, do you want me to bring him on now? Because Russ he doesn't is here. Bring him in. Russ is here. Let's let's bring him in. Russ, how are you, buddy? Go ahead, Russ. Bob. You know, for me, like I was in such a good, I was I, in such a good mood until this came up. When I go down to the, when I go down to the stadium, you pay the ten dollars and it's all you can eat, and you get the ice cream and the, you know, whatever they have. It's tacos, chicken fingers, and I like that. You know, I actually think the food's pretty decent at Citizens Bank Park for mm-hmm. the media and all the crew people. It, I look forward to it. There's a nice soda machine. You can mix and match your flavors. It's it's good stuff. I do know that there are a lot of people, though, that bring like you can I think you're making a face like you can go Coke Zero and then you can select like a vanilla, cherry, lime, lemon. Like you can add an uh-huh. additional flavor into the mix. I, I, I mean, was this like an icy machine kind of thing? Like I had so I, I mix like Coke and blueberry it's the, and, and red. It's those, it's those like it's the swanky Coke machines that they have yeah, all lined sheets ones. and like, yeah, big red yeah. ones. And like Cordoba. Yeah, okay. like, all right. Yeah. Like when I go to the game, I like to I like to be able to just kind of roll through, bring my tray. Some people are they pack their lunches though, or they pack their dinners because you know it gets pricey ten dollars every game, right? So I get that, but making pasta. Going through airport security, bringing it on a plane, traveling, and taking it out of your luggage to eat is is crazy. I've it's pathetic. Elliot it's, on pa- it's, it's it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. pathetic. We are we, yeah, besides no. WIP the most positive pro Elliot Shore Parks program. Yeah, I'm an ESP guy at heart. And you're part of the problem. Yo, I'm just saying. Well, here I'll, there's a little bit more of the uh, uh, what he was talking about. He said uh, he said. I don't want to eat fast food for like three straight days. He said around me right now, Taco Bell, Olive Garden, five guys. I mean, endless breadsticks is endless breadsticks if you ask me. But I said, fair point. But you can't bring it to Miami. You can't say that in Miami. Miami is some of the best food in the world. And that's on WIP's dime. 
but he said yes, he will be also bringing pasta to 90 degree humid as fuck Miami. And I look forward to seeing him chart Jalen Hurts uh, reps while he's sweating pasta, linguine out of his face. Elliot Shore Parks is like the perfect embodiment of what any minority person thinks a white person is. He's like the worst. He's the worst. Like not embodiment. seasoning his food. He is. He is. Yeah. He's just like uh, I'm trying to think. You remember when uh, um, Chadwick Bosman was on SNL and they did the um, they did Black Jeopardy and the potato salad thing came up and he's like trying to figure out like what do you say to the woman and he's like this woman Karen she is Caucasian correct I, so I, that means I, she does I'll, not I'll put, she does right not there, put seasoning. I, I, she does not put seasoning on her food. Like, that's what Elliot I, I don't Parks watch is. SNL. And I, I didn't know people still watched <sighs> okay. SNL in 2022. Okay. Elliot Shore Russ, Parks Russ is, is the most boring. He's the most boring human being who has a decent Twitter game because it gets him interactions. But he is probably one of the weirdest human beings in Philly sports media. And See, if you I would talk disagree to with anybody, that, I would disagree with no, that. I would disagree and if with you that. talk to people who know him and people who work with him, they also think he's a weird human being. And so this isn't I've met him twice, and I've liked him both times. Kyle, you like anybody. You're a nice guy. You have a, a big heart. It's not because you're a giant. It's not because you're like 6'10", okay? He, he's an odd dude. He's a weird bird. Like, he's a strange human being. Statements. I would never come on a, a publicly streamed show and make yeah. slanderous How, statements about uh, somebody I don't uh, know. Or, have you ever met the guy? Yeah. I don't need to. Well, I don't need to. Oh, come on, Russ. Right, I'm out of here. It's a weird yeah. if, it's if, a, you, if you, you go out Russ of your way to, to pre-make pasta, pre-make pasta. That's okay, weird. There's nothing normal about that. The only reason you put that out there is because you want to get the interaction. Well, that's not. That's it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There. That's 100 percent it. A fair point, and it's a weird. You haven't met, it's a weird. Take. You haven't met ESP, and this is a pro ESP mm -hmm. program. Sure. Remember that. Okay. You're on a pro ESP program. Bring it, Bob like, back. I'll head no, out. No, 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 no. It's like it's like ESPN can't criticize the NFL. Can't criticize ESP on here. Only if you have good, well thought out, natured facts and if you've met the guy and me and bob i don't know if bob has but i've met the man three times it's mm -hmm. lasted probably seven seconds in between those three times but you know what he was always you could really get me. a judge of a human being based he was on your always seven good to me russ all right we didn't weird. come on here the, like, I know it is you, you brought know. this up you brought up but the point though it's 2022 weird. there's doordash there's grubhub he goes to games in other cities that you know presumably have good restaurants, not just like your chain restaurants that he might yeah. rely on, but like actual good restaurants that you can go to. And by the way, if Odyssey, who like, you know, we you wrote this up on the site or Kevin did yesterday, you know, they're making cuts in some places. I still just conceptually don't understand how you pay to send a reporter on the road to games if you're cutting jobs uh, elsewhere. So, so, but if if they're gonna if they're gonna pay for him to go there, then one would hope that they're paying him enough to you know, go go actually experience a city, oh, I'm sure get a good nice meal, per diem. maybe take sure, an Uber. Per diem. But I'm just saying. So listen, what's he doing? Cleveland? Is he pocketing Cleveland? the per diem? Hey, hey, Is that what's hey. happening here? Hey, my turn. Hey. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, shitty, shitty restaurants. Detroit, shitty restaurants. Vikings, well, he's at home then. Uh, Commanders, I was in D.C. the other day. D.C.'s got a lot of shitty fucking restaurants for being D.C. I don't, Detroit's I, and, got and an, an upcoming, has a, has a rising food scene. What are you talking so, about? So, so, uh, I disagree with that because I'll always think of Detroit as like basically the poorest place in the world and the car. Have you uh, been to and, Detroit? No, but I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to make my see. This reactions. is the ESP. No, no, I'm allowed to make your, my reactions when me. you're making Don't, your okay. reactions on 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 uh -huh. people. I'm making mine on a city, mm -hmm. uh, a, a intangible. That's product. a lot of. A lot of people work there, Kyle. Don't be dismissive um, of an entire city. That's a rude thing to do. Scottsdale, good food. Shouldn't be bringing spaghetti on that. Uh, Houston, no. hate Houston, but I will say good food. Uh, Indianapolis, food. great, uh, solid food. Uh, Midwestern, um, like a lot of like steak and potatoes, but it's very good. New York, yeah, great yeah. food, but I guess if he's he, now he's going up day of, so he's not going to really be there. Chicago, great food. Dallas, great food. Yeah, man, I just there's a couple ones where I would be okay with the old pasta trick and everything, but uh, not the majority. It'd be one thing of if he's season, covering the Big Ten. If he's covering the Big Ten, fine. Like there are some towns that I don't think probably have the greatest food. Iowa. And if and if your idea is I don't want to I don't want to go out and have to deal with the the collegiate crowd, 
because that's just its own beast, going into a college town and eating there. I could totally get it. Then I would respect the ESP take more. But you're going in and covering an NFL team. Let's go. Come on, man. Time to expand that palate. Time to get off of the uh, the school lunch menu and experience. You know, put a little paprika on your food, you know? I learn know what learn about some, some parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. I feel like ESP you does know? a nice little blush sauce. Oh, oh no, I think that's, that's too exotic. It's too exotic for him. No, no, you got to switch it up. Well, you got to switch it up. He'd, he'd have a complaint about linguine being too thick or too wide. That that boy is an angel hair pasta, if I've ever seen it. Mm, mm, okay, okay. Um, you, you Actually, no, the... he probably can't twirl his pasta. He needs, like, penne. He's a oh, penne guy. Now, is it, he's he's going to put macaroni, regular macaroni, in this with is his my uh, friend red sauce. You're talking about. This is my friend. Your seven-second friend. We're, we're friends. Um, you talked about the big, the big deal, the Big Ten deal yeah. today, uh, Dave. If we can bring up the uh, parameters of the deal, from what I believe, it is seven billion dollars, uh, the biggest media rights deal in college football history, has the ability to end before the SEC's new contract with ESPN expires in twenty thirty four. So you could see that maybe almost even doubling, but really setting the market for what um, the uh, the SEC is going to go after. My first thoughts is it's really weird to hear the, the play-in music for CBS and not think of Alabama kicking the shit out of New Mexico State. It's going to be really weird to see, like, Michigan State versus Northwestern on CBS. I like CBS. I love Fox. I thought the big noon kickoff was, was, was pretty good. Um this will be interesting. This starts in uh, in 2023. What is your thoughts on the uh, on the whole matter? $8 billion and not having to pay your employees. What a life. Yeah, it's not so bad. Not a bad deal at all. Um, I think it's fine. I'm not – so th- this is like – college football to me is, is fine, is fun, isn't something I go out of my way for. I understand conceptually why the entities are worth as much as they are. It seems like a lot of money, but then when you consider that they're really going to two major conferences, it's not that bad, all things considered. Um, so, I mean, if you, if you keep that in mind, this really isn't that bad of a deal. The interesting thing is the fact that, as you mentioned, they have the ability to renegotiate right before the SEC expires. So then all of a sudden, you're kind of opening yourself up to a few different things, right? You've got not only the over-the-air the over the air networks, um, but also whatever streaming services are going to be the biggest ones at the time. You know, you want to you want to conceptually say, all right, well, we know that it's going to be, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, is HBO Max going to get in? We saw with HBO Max in the last few months and what they're planning on doing with Discovery Plus that, like, the streaming platforms are going to continue to change and evolve. You might see um, a streaming platform like a, I don't know, like a, like a Pluto or a Roku or a few of like those other like fringe ones that are free to people. Maybe they like somehow get in on the mix. Maybe they continue to build a base uh, where they offer, you know, a cheap college football add-on package. You don't know where things are going to be at in a few years. So it's interesting. I'm not as torn. Like the the thing that maybe this will be how it, it's going to feel to you is that kind of gut punch is like when the NBA left NBC. And I had to. I wasn't around for that. So that that's a that's a that, good uh, that I wasn't going to have the NBA on NBC music. Like that was gut wrenching to me. You can make the case that before the NHL came back to ESPN, that like missing out on the NHL on ESPN, that music, that was a big thing. Like no Gary Thorne, and you just have to kind of get used to it. Um, I don't think it fundamentally changes anything. I think that if you're a college football fan, you're you're gonna oh, yeah. roll with your team wherever they're at. Um, it might spruce things this, up a little if can, bit. If I can, if I could jump in real yep. quick. Um, if I think sports is where I think it's going, streaming networks and stuff. So there will be a couple games on Peacock. Then there will also be games on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is by far the worst streaming service I've had out of the major uh, streaming services. Uh, I've never had a problem really with ESPN Plus, never had a problem with Amazon watching games on there. I've never tried Hulu or YouTube TV, but CBS, my girlfriend tries to watch Big Brother every week and it always craps out or tries to watch the challenge and it always craps out and you have to end up watching it on your phone. So Paramount Plus, get your shit together. That's my only thing, my only gripe. I don't have it. I almost got it because of the Champions League because I'm a big soccer guy. That makes sense. Um, But there there was nothing that they offered that made me want to sign up for yet another service. Um, they just they don't seem to be that unique. 
um, and I could I could find a stream elsewhere uh, to watch. When does so when does um when does the the national uh, outrage for your father not being able to find games on Peacock or Apple TV? When does it start turning on the fathers? Because now I think we're almost close to being there. Because if you, if you, basically, if you're a Phillies fan to this this year and you're not able to get on Peacock or you haven't spruced on Peacock or you're not able to get on Apple TV, I think it's kind of your fault right now because they've been on that those streaming platforms. Like at some point, you know, the tide is turning. You just can't complain anymore. It's a ballsy move to uh, to throw the heat on the consumer instead of the uh, the networks <laughs> and the streaming services themselves, isn't it? The networks that's are a, always a right. It's a bit of a hot take, you know. It's the inverse of uh, no. I'm just the saying, like, I think always you, right. I, I think the I, I first get it, two though. games of the year, you could have you could have complained, like like the Father's Day game. I think that is one of the most yeah. egregious things in the world to put. <laughs> all fathers want to do to is put just Father's watch Day streaming. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was me. It's, that was it's not a, not a, not a great look. Um, here's the here's the real problem is um, unless the apps and I don't have cable. I I, I have YouTube TV. I, you know, if what you want to call that cutting the cord cable, cord whatever. Cord. But if um, if these services aren't available on like your parents' Xfinity box or on like your FiOS box or whatever, right? That like your grandparents have or whatever, because they they're convinced that they need to have the cable box. They need that nine nine. Got to watch Jim Gardner at six p.m. Yeah, uh, if that's the case, say Apple Plus isn't available there, or say Paramount Plus or whatever you would need isn't available then I don't think it's on the parents at all because how are you going to listen? My parents are older. I love my parents, but they are not tech literate. And so if I said to them, all right, guys, here's an Amazon fire stick or here's a Roku, uh, you're going to have to change the input on your TV to watch this college football game. It's not going to happen at all. I can't even get them to figure out FaceTime video. How the hell am I supposed to get them to change the input on their TV? So I don't know. I don't know. It went went from bunny ears to a box. Like, we, we adapt. We adapt or we die. That's a good point. So Kyle Pagan adapt or die. defends ESP, <laughs> trashes the city of Detroit, and tells all old people who can't well, figure out how to Well, trashing the city of Detroit should not be in it. But this yeah, is adapt a, or die. What a bold, it's a bold episode yeah. of the Crossing Broadcast. Very, yeah. very edgy here. <laughs> I've I don't know. Honestly, the, 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 real, the, real, the real answer is I don't know. I have, I have no MLS clue package, when you start to, to blame the consumer. Is the MLS package? It's not going to be on TV anymore, right? It's only on Apple, starting in whenever. I think it's only on. I think it's. I think it's only on Apple, which is which is ballsy, and at the same time really smart. Because if I remember correctly, the last data that I saw is that MLS has the youngest demographic of viewer of any of the professional leagues in the U.S. Um, I believe it's between MLS and the NBA, but I think the MLS skews younger. And so if you're going to go that route, then it makes all the sense in the world to go with like an Apple Plus. Uh, the nice thing is that there is no blackouts for local viewers. I could tell you the Philadelphia Union are having a great season. I'm as yeah. big of a Union fan as you'll meet. But the problem is because I stream, I don't have access because there's no my PHL. You have to download a thing like Lowcast or you have to watch it on the Union site. Can I, can I mirror my screen to the TV? Yes. Is it convenient? No, it's not. So the idea of like being able to go with Apple Plus next year, being able to watch any in or out of market game, if you're a fan of the sport, that's the best deal. I don't think that it matters as much anymore if a if a league is on TV, if it's available on TV. To your point, consumer consumer um, habits will change over time. The idea of like flipping through the channels and stumbling upon a game, those days are done. I mean, for the most, for the vast majority of Americans, those days are done. So I don't think it really matters. Uh, I don't recommend that Major League Baseball goes to that model anytime soon because they have an old demographic of fans. But at some point, if you're a league, you have to think about it. That's why the NHL's most recent deal has so much of a streaming, uh, streaming mm-hmm. rights for out-of-market games. That's why they have uh, you know, pushed the idea of exclusive games as well on streaming. Yeah, because you can get yeah. out-of-market games right on ESPN+. Plus. Correct. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You can, yeah. like, I, like I, it's, it's great because like, they they used to have NHL Center Ice, but what they're going to do now is 
you know, you get ESPN Plus. I don't remember if it's a if it's an add-on with ESPN Plus or if it's just part of it, but like you'll get all the out-of-market games. So if you're a huge fan of hockey, we have it. And if you're a huge fan of MLS, you'll have that available. Yeah, that'd be awesome because like if I could get like NFL games, like I mean, I, I like. Don't get me wrong, I yes. love uh, Red Zone. Don't get me wrong, I love Red Zone. Yep. But dude, if I want to yep. watch like, you know, uh, Rams Chargers and it's not the four o'clock game on you know cbs or, or or fox then like i can just fire up espn plus like i don't under, i mean i know it's all money and stuff but like i really don't understand why we shouldn't be able to watch we shouldn't be able to have every single game at our disposal obviously it's money but i agree i think I we, mean, should, it would, we should be able to and, and and i will here's the other argument this is why going with the out-of-market streaming is brilliant if you um if you take a look at the youth the young people these days, you find more and more kids, high school age, even going into college age uh, people, fans of sports who are fans of players and not teams. And so if you're trying to build the eventual idea of like, how do we continue to get more subscribers? Well, I could guarantee you that if you, you know, surveyed a hundred high school students, they're not all going to be Phillies fans or they're not all going to be Sixers fans. There's going to be a Kevin Durant fan. There's going to be a LeBron fan, a Giannis fan who wants to see every game and is going to pester their parents until they have the ability to get those games. I think that's just a, it's a change that we've seen. You're more likely to see like a, a Lionel Messi jersey than you are to see like a Jacob Glesnis jersey if you go into, you know, True. I don't know, somewhere on the weekend. Like that's that's where I think we're heading. It's just it's going to be wild in Philly of all places because it's more provincial here, but across the country, it makes all the sense in the world to have out of market games available. Yeah, then Keith Hernandez can watch the Phillies. There you go. Um, we got a couple of things we got to do before we wrap up here. Um, I'm going to pull up. This just dropped. It's a new uh, a new Philadelphia fan. Uh, Jeff McDev tweeted out, and usually he's pretty good with this kind of stuff. So, first off, I want to just take this guy. Look at look at his look at this guy's eyes. Who I'm about to pull up right here. Um, share my screen. Let's talk our way through it. Who's uh, the producer on the board, and why doesn't this person have a uh, see behind oh, the scenes? Behind the scenes, oh, like uh, Dave can't. We can't hear video. We're we're still you know we're still bare bones operation. We're trying to figure this out together. But uh, let's Sad. let's see what this is going to be like, and then we will we will discuss. Even green contacts. Can't wait to see what Jalen Hurts is going to do out there. Throwing to all those receivers. Oh man, that that offense is going to be humming. I can't stop looking at your eyes, man. Are people always looking at your eyes when you when you're coming down here and yeah, stuff. Everybody's always got some kind of some kind of comment on them. even green uh, contact. I thought it was going to be like well, the eyes mixed with like the guy who I I, I put out on uh all, all over the weekend uh eleven f- flipping wins, brother. That kind of was uh, um, you know what? I, that guy that guy is a mix of a a lemur, a meerkat, and a white walker. I don't know what that was. Damn. Did he blink? Did he blink that in that guy, entire video? That, that guy. We are not having a good a good show. You know, between me coming after the boomers, between you coming after ESP, that guy could be a listener, Russ. The, the and you know what? He's more than welcome right. to comment. You know, sure. He, he didn't blink. He didn't blink. I mean, if you put contacts in like that and you went to all that trouble, would you blink? Are those contacts? Is that what he said? What yes, were the eyes? contacts? Were they Eagles contacts? Think? I couldn't see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird. It's still weird. No, no. That guy could be a listener. That guy is is awesome. Dave, do we have do we have the wheel? We have we're giving away Phillies tickets. I didn't know if you knew this. There you go. Um we're gonna try to find and, and, and bring up the wheel. Anything else you got while I uh I give Dave a second to pick here? Oh, here we go. Um Dave Great fucking producing as always in the background. Uh, so I'll get I'll let anyone know that uh, this is a wheel. This is a wheel, and we spin this wheel, and we will do this every Thursday leading up to the game on September twenty first. And uh, I love this site. Wheel decides yeah. great. Yeah, wheel. Decides. I used to use so, this when I was a teacher. Oh, I used to perfect. use this all the time. What perfect. a great so, thing. Yeah, so wheel decides. Yeah, so 
We're giving away two pairs of tickets. We already gave away our first two last Thursday. Let's give away two more. This is for the uh, Blue Jays game on September 21st. If you want to enter, there's still time. Go to our TikTok, crisscrossingbroad.com. Tag two of your friends underneath the TikTok that's pinned at the top. Dave, please do the honors. I wish we heard the noise. The noise would be a lot more fun. Like I said, Dave's in the background. He can't really do the noise. Chad Cantrabone, you are a winner. Remove him, Dave. Remove. Thank you. Thank you, Chad Cantrabone. He is a winner of one of the tickets. Uh, we will do another one. Well done, Chad. Chad with two Ds. Chad better eat a lot of fucking hot dogs. We got some records to break. The second one. Two Ds for dogs. S-E-D-S Cleasy 215. That guy's got to be from Philly. Anyone with a 215 at the end of their name. And that's, hey, and it's easy as that. That's how you win tickets from crossing broad for the Phillies game. Uh, before we leave, do you have anything else? No, you know what I have? I have a lot of excitement for UFC 278 this weekend, which you can read more about over on crossingbroad.com and elite sports, New York.com. Give, We've got, give me all pick. The, we have all the betting angles covered. Give me a pick. Oh, Usman's going to, Usman's going to win. Um, the question, although I think I've told you this, I'm an idiot savant with UFC. But I, ha- I, I can only bet on UFC when I watch the guys or the, the, the women coming out of the tunnel. So much of it is body language. You can read mm-hmm. if they're in a good headspace or not or if they're nervous. And I've, I have done very, very well on UFC the last two years. So I, don't let, I, I think Usman's going to win pretty handily. But that's not my official pick yet. You won't see me put a bet in until I see him <coughs> you know, come out of the, out of the tunnel. You okay? Um, Coughs a couple no, times. I'm, I've been... I've been I've been sick. You know, remember when we we did our little beach little beach thing with the with the gang a few weeks ago. I felt like death. It took me like two weeks. I was healthy for like two days, and I just started getting sick again. It's horrible. It's horrible, Kyle. Um, here's where the value is. You ready? Because I've got you. I have you, and I have anybody out there watching and listening. So Usman is I think a minus is a minus three seventy five. Let me pull up our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, he's a minus 360 favorite on the money line. Uh, your better bet here is to go with um, probably the the total rounds. I'm looking to see. Um, the over-under you're talking about? We, Yeah, we want this to go into at least fight to start round four. It's minus 250. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit better. Uh, if you want to wow. go the idea of going the distance or at least getting to round five, it's minus 190. I think the way that these two stack up against each other, you're going to see a longer drawn out fight. I don't expect this to be one that ends in the first round. So, um, how's the, you know, how's the chin the on live, his opponent? The live odds. Good chin or more of a grappler, uh, I, more of a, more of a stander. Honestly, I know I'm, Usman I'm not, packs they haven't, they haven't, they haven't fought since 2015. So even going off of, you know, past precedent doesn't really make a ton of sense here. Um, I fully expect this one to be a, a longer bout though. So if you're looking for better value than just taking Usman, uh, that's the way to go. Now, All right. you can read about All it, right. though. Like I said, yeah, you read, read about, about it. it. We'll be covering it. We'll be covering me and Big Bet Bob and all of our, our fun team covering the betting side of things. All right. Over on crossingbroad.com. Well, that is Crossing Broadcast. We look forward to talking to you on Tuesday. You have a good weekend. If I do see you, say hi today at Dinner on Blanc. I'll be the guy in the top hat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>